Hoopsology podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best, as you know, in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Hoopsology at Manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and all man is a game changer. A huge shout out goes to Manscaped for hooking Matt and I up with the Performance Package. Inside this package, you'll find a lot of useful items. You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer that you've probably heard of before. You'll also find their new weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. You'll find crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner. Don't sleep on those products, gentlemen. Performance boxer briefs and a travel bag. And for my bearded brethren, and I know there are a lot of you out there, be sure to check out the new Beard Hedger, which is a tool that makes managing your beard so much easier. 20 different instantly adjustable length options, no more messing with multiple clips with your trimmer is a really slick and ingenious product. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Hoopsology. That's H-O-O-P-S-O-L-O-G-Y at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Hoopsology. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. We thank Manscaped for supporting the show. In this edition of Hoopsology, Justin and Matt give their spoiler review of the movie Air. The hosts were able to not only see the movie before it hit theaters, but also attend a press conference for the movie. What did the host think about the film not showing MJ's face or the number of comedians in the film? You'll have to listen to our review to find out. I enjoyed just talking with Matt about this movie. It's a little bit of a secret, giving it away. This is a fantastic movie, and you'll find out why with Matt and I's discussion. Please email your questions to hoopsologypod at gmail.com and follow us on all social media platforms for our latest content. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are a proud member of Underdog Podcast. Now enjoy our review of the movie Air. Welcome to another episode of Hoopsology. I am Justin Goodrum, joined by my best friend, Matt Thomas. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Happy Saturday. Yeah, same to you, man. Uh, how's your weekend going? It's rare we get to like small talk like this. Usually we have our guests immediately. But what's up with you, man? How's it going? Are you ready for the playoffs? What's, uh, what's on your mind? Playoffs are coming. Yeah, there's definitely been been a lot of fun. People freaking out about the Lakers. Uh, we just had last night the Mavericks get eliminated, so we're not going to get Luka in the playoffs, which I'm sure we'll talk about in greater detail in a yeah. future episode. But we'll handle um, that business. <laughs> definitely right. exciting times. I'm excited for OKC making it into that play-in tournament. Yeah. I think there's real upset potential for them on the Lakers. But now I'm getting into basketball analysis. How are you doing? Good man, good man. No, um, I feel you on the Dallas Mavericks. We will talk about that. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is, a, is a major story. But today, um, we love doing movie reviews. Uh, we've done it for a lot of documentaries, but I believe this is our first movie, right or wrong, like actual basketball movie. Yeah, right? as, as far as like a semi-non-fictional feature film movie, yeah, yeah we've done documentaries, but not, uh, I think... Most recently, the Malice in the Palace 
documentary that was up there. So that's right. So Amazon hooked us up and they're the studio behind the movie air. And Matt and I got the pleasure of going to see a screening of the movie before it's actually released in theaters, which it is now by the time you're watching this. And we're going to give our review of the movie. And just to give you some background on the film, it stars uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Marlon Wayans, Viola Davis, such an all-star cast. Jay Moore. Did you know Jay Moore is in this movie? Did you recognize him? I did, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I, I saw him on the list of uh, cast members, but yeah, yeah, he looks looks different than he, he does. Did, uh, <laughs> you know, back in the early two thousands and nineties. Agreed, agreed. And just before we hop into it, there may be some spoilerish content. Just to warn you before we get into it, um, not sure in terms of if we're actually getting the spoilers, but just in case, because we warned you. So if you have not seen the movie, if you want to go under completely blind, not knowing the story. We warned you. We Michael Jordan becomes a good basketball player, you guys. <laughs> uh, ah! right. Uh-oh. <laughs> right. Um, so just a little bit of background on this movie. Um, ben Affleck is the director of this film, and it's the screenplay is written by Alex Convery, um, based on the true events of Air Jordan. Um, of course, everybody knows it's a basketball shoe line, um, which is a division of Nike. Um, the movie profiles a Nike employee seeking to strike a business deal with Michael Jordan. And the big thing about this movie, it's a core center about MJ. So a couple of things. One, through the movie, you don't see Michael Jordan's face at all. That's number one. And then two, through the making of this movie, I don't know if you uh, caught wind of this, map, but when Ben Affleck, through the press conference, um, he was discussing that when going to meet Michael Jordan, Matt Damon couldn't go. He had a prior commitment. He, Michael Jordan, basically had one request that Viola Davis plays his mom. And so Ben Affleck was like, man, like, (laughs) we have to get like the goat of actors, the greatest (laughs) actors going at this moment to be in this movie. And she gladly, gladly um, accepted the role. So just a a very interesting movie. Um, I gave you the synopsis of the movie, basically. So, before I give my thoughts, Matt, what did you think of the movie? Your thoughts, and then we just go back and forth. Yeah, for sure. I think before we get into the specifics around the movie, uh, to put my film critic hat on, one thing that I really appreciated about it was it didn't really feel like there was any waste in this movie. Like there were no Agreed. scenes thinking back on it that I would say like, eh, we could have done without that. I mean, this movie was was really tight, was under two hours, which I appreciate as someone who doesn't go to a lot of movies, like keep it, keep it interesting, keep it moving. That's what this movie did. So I think even if you had no idea somehow who Michael Jordan is, even if you weren't a basketball fan, just there's a lot of, um, great payoffs in this movie as well like stuff that happens earlier on that is mentioned and important later on in the movie so i think first and foremost the thing that i'll say is it's just a really well constructed movie um as as a piece of cinema so that's kind of my my first major takeaway how about you i co-signed that uh that was one of my points no wasted emotion no alternate storylines no, like, you know, with Jason Bateman's character, like, there's 20 minutes, like, why we need to see that? That was not in this movie at all. <clears throat> I, I really enjoyed this movie. Took my girlfriend, who's not into sports, who knows nothing about Michael Jordan, other than what I told her, because 
around that time we were getting to date in the last dance we, you know, as a case you listen to our podcast you know the origin story of this relaunching our our show here um with reviewing the last dance and that's all she knows is basically that and she loved this movie she's like it's one of the best movies she's ever seen so i think that and she's not a basketball fan at all so i think that's a huge indicator of how well this movie really stuck to the overall plot and i think even though most people know the outcome of this movie and you know you see the air jordan brand and jordan i think it was very compelling whether or not how it's going to happen i think i at least for me i speak for myself i was very compelled as what's going to happen here like is yeah you know he's going to sign is he going to go to another you know shoe company first like, how are they going to play it? I mean, I heard Ben Affleck say himself he's, he was going to take creative liberties in terms of this movie just to make it a compelling film. So I just didn't know which way it was going to go. So I, I thought overall it was executed, executed like you said, Matt, um, with really no filler and just a great film overall. Yeah, they did a good job um, making building that tension uh, towards the end of the movie and and letting you know that there were going to be some real consequences uh, for the people involved around this. I mean, the entire basketball department of, of Nike uh, at a certain point. Um, and, and I think um, the next thing, you know, that I thought was really effective that you mentioned earlier is that even though Michael Jordan is sort of the source material, and now we have several instances of proof when MJ is kind of your source material, <laughs> you're probably not going to fail on whatever project it is you're doing. People are hungry for Michael Jordan content. Uh, so just keep it coming, you guys. <laughs> but um, I think also you mentioned it earlier, him not being in the movie, you not even really getting to see his face. Um, I mean, other than, than a couple uh, clips of, of his play that they used in the movie, I think was actually really effective. I, I think if he were in the movie uh, or, or an actor portraying him, I think all the focus would have gone to like, how did that actor do portraying Michael Jordan what and, and you would have had this distraction that wasn't really the main point of the story, uh, to be honest. I mean, he's he's the influential piece. He's the guy that's going to become who many consider the goat. But really, it's about these people around uh, constructing this pitch for him, et cetera, and that competition to sign him. So I, I thought that was very well done by them. No, I feel you. And that was one of the parts of the movie I was nervous about, to be honest, watching the trailer. Yeah. I was like, they're not showing his face. That seems weird. But I think you're right on the money, Matt, because he's such a huge figure in sports. And he's such he's so larger than life compared to the figures that we see now, um, just in sports in general. Um, he is like a quote-unquote DD figure. And I don't think it's generational. I think Ben Affleck said <clears throat> he was really nervous about meeting you know, Jordan, and that's his kind of contemporary in age. I mean, it's not like he's super younger. I, mean, I, I, I imagine they're the same age or similar or not that far off. So I think it's not only our generation, but just other older generations, which is surprising to have this reverence for Jordan. I think a younger af actor, you're right, portraying him, you're right. You're exactly right on the money. Your eye gets drawn to him. It's a thing of like, how's this actor doing portraying Jordan? And, and I think the rest of the plot and the point of this movie really gets lost. I agree. Yeah. And uh, the next thing that 
I guess, um, was more of a surprise to me. There, I, I was kind of thinking this movie, you know, watching the trailer, there's some funny moments in there. And I was kind of thinking going into the movie, like this is going to be one of those things where we saw all the funny parts in the trailer. The rest of the movie around it will be more serious. Not the case. Uh, a lot of humor to break the tension from some of these scenes uh, that again, I mean, I know I've, I haven't criticized the movie yet, but I think was really well done uh, and well-placed. Um, I mean, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have tons of experience in this and um, clearly did a good job getting people around them to write this story, construct this script and, and edit the flow of this movie very effectively. So you have, you know, a lot of humor from, Phil Knight uh, and and how he is portrayed that was, you know, I think kind of kind of easy, kind of a, a cheap device, so to speak, uh, sort of punching up, you know, for that comedy, but it was done effectively and very well. Uh, so I thought the humor was another big part of this movie that that was really well done and is why I say again that this movie translates to just anyone who wants to go see a good film. No, I, I feel you. I feel like the humor was genuine. It wasn't yeah. like, here's the scene where it's like, ha ha, we're trying to get the laugh. You know, the scene I think of is Matt Damon and Chris Tucker, who's Chris Tucker's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Um, he's really good. Um, I, I hope from this movie he gets used more. Um, I don't know what his deal is. I heard they make a new rush hour, but <laughs> separate from that, I think he's a really great actor. And his humor was used to push the plot of the movie. And I felt like it was a genuine conversation between you're transported into an actual conversation between, you know, these employees um, as opposed to just Chris Tucker. I mean, a little bit of Chris Tucker in there is Chris, Chris Tucker, but overall it has felt like, Hey, this is a natural conversation that could take place. Like these two guys really care about each other. You saw Chris Tucker really um, believe um, in Matt Damon's character, Matt Damon playing, playing Sonny Bellaro, um, Chris Tucker playing Howard White. Um, and he's, there was some pictures um, when the movie was over of Howard White and Jordan together. So that was a relationship that was really important to Michael. And just seeing those two really brainstorm and really it was kind of those two against the world, I think was really, really important. And really, I think, introduced, like you were saying, Matt, a lot of people that don't know this story made it easier to digest compared to just getting into a lot of like, you know, sneaker minutia or, you know, in the weeds basketball. I think it made it really easy for just the common viewer to understand. Yeah. Let's talk about some more of these acting performances too. You mentioned uh, Chris Tucker there, who I agree was great in this. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, I, I think, you know, Jason Bateman, his character. Um, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm so, so on Jason Bateman as an actor, he's been in some stuff that I Agreed. like. <laughs> he's been in some stuff that I, I don't care for as much or, or see maybe, maybe he's just someone I, I don't really feel like I click with or, or understand sometimes as an actor, but in this movie, he has a monologue in here and I, I won't totally give it away, but he talks about his connection with Nike and also does, I feel, an effective job at kind of highlighting this knowledge that we all have that this is a big corporation that does some shady things. <laughs> Even at that time, back in the 80s, he's able to 
effectively touch on that where it doesn't feel like an overt political statement. It doesn't get you out of, of the plot of the movie. I thought that was done very well. And I, I kind of saw him as being sort of like a, a mirror for us, the audience, and able to describe like our relationship too with Nike and other big corporations. I thought that was done very well. And his character was useful in showing the personal side and, and the consequences of what was going on and added to what you mentioned earlier, you know, this, this tension building throughout the movie and um, making us personally invested in it. So I, so I will say, I mean, great performance by him um, in this movie as well. Did you want to yeah. touch on him or, or another actor? Yeah, I'll touch on him. I thought he was great. I was a little bit worried because like, I think I like Bateman a little bit more, but I have the same concerns. And I thought when he was first cast, I'm like, I don't know about this casting. And Chris Tucker too. I felt the same way. And at the first scene when they are profiling players, I think you can see like the Jason Bateman come out the most. Oh, but afterwards, yeah. I point. think he really adjusted into his character overall. And I think you really saw a serious performance from Jason Bateman. And I, I co-signed everything that you said. He was a really pivotal piece to, to this movie yeah, um, as well. I did um, not expect that. And that yeah, was a me nice either. surprise. <clears throat> um, another um, actor I want to point to is Viola Davis. Yeah. Um, she is the anchor. I think just having the wrong actress portrayed in this role would have been very detrimental to this movie. And Viola Davis killed it. <laughs> um, she was the anchor. She was the voice of Michael. Um, she provided a lot of context as to what the players should want and their leverage <clears throat> and her face in that final scene. Again, spoilers, just warning you. That final scene is critical because you can see it in her face getting trying to get what Michael wants. She wasn't sure. It wasn't like, oh, it's locked. Like, this guy's going to be... I think she believed in her son, but wasn't sure about his leverage as a brand overall. She was nervous about that. Mm -hmm. And I think she did a good job of, you know, being confident in her son, but also being uneasy about getting what Michael ultimately got in that shoe deal. So I thought she was fantastic in this movie as well. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I have great performance uh, throughout. You know, once once she's introduced, um, you know, gives the the script gives her a good opportunity to, sh to make a personal connection with like Michael Jordan's family and what this means to him. I mean, she mentions like generations of Jordans and, and things like this. Um, and she was fantastic. I do question, you know, and this is more along the lines of Ben Affleck's creative liberties because her performance was fantastic. Um, I do question, you know, how, how much really she was like the, the focal point of that deal as they portrayed it in the movie, like, uh, on the other side of this is they really didn't give dad a whole lot to do. <laughs> um, you know, but that, that's more, um, something that I would need to honestly have more research on. And the fact that Jordan co-signed it, you know, I assume it's, it's not, um, he didn't take it as as a crazy exaggeration of the importance of her role in his life in in this moment in time and beyond. So you brought that up, Matt. So can we talk about this? Yeah. So a great because you bring up an excellent point, and this is something that I struggled with with this movie because, <clears throat> like like you, I'm not super familiar with the minutia of 
the details of this deal being completed between Jordan and Nike. And I feel with other autobiographical movies, um, Bohemian Sim Rhapsody, and then Fighting for Your Family, which I am familiar with because I am a pro wrestling fan, I knew the complete history of that story. So <clears throat> that had um, Florence Pugh in it. That had Vince Vaughn. I don't know if you're aware of that movie. It came out a few years ago. I'm fighting for your family about a aspiring wrestler from the UK and to being a WWE superstar. And mm-hmm. the actual facts in the movie are wrong. <laughs> I saw, mm-hmm. I literally saw mm-hmm. this happen. Like it was my own two eyes. And from just, just all these minor things to a lot of big things, but the movie was good. Like I, I still like the movie a lot. I think it's a great heartwarming story, but the facts are incorrect. So what is that juxtaposition overall for like a person that knows everything about this deal? And if there's creative liberties taking place, is that a penalty to the movie or, you know, like my girlfriend, like you and I, like we're not so much, we didn't know every detail of this deal, uh, but this movie's great. So it, should the yeah. movie be penalized for not sticking to reality more? We're just other autobiographical movies. It's just like, you want to make an entertaining film, but at the same time, you know, it's it's a war between what is fact and what is fiction. Yeah, I think it's it's all in the context of the individual projects and how far did they reach? You know, so what you're describing sounds like it was probably more of a reach than this film was in, in terms of that role. I mean, I don't know that Michael Jordan's mother uh, was like on the phone, you know, telling the agents what to do, telling Nike what to do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm sure she was uh, important in the deal because Michael Jordan was tight with with both his parents. Um, so I don't know. For, for me personally, I don't penalize this movie at all, even if that is an exaggeration on that part. Um, because we do also have you know, the source material of Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech, that there's a, a bit of a clip in the movie on that. Um, so I don't think it's an egregious reach, even if it is a reach. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I don't think it should be penalized either. I just feel since I don't, I'm not familiar with this story, I don't have that context. So, because I know how I felt watching Fighting for Your Family, and there was this like, this is like not, it was a little bit irritating. I'm like, this is, it's like big things too. I'm like, this is not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great movie. So it's weird. It's like, I don't know. It, it, but the, the overall like ending is true. Like she became a WWE superstar. Like it, the ending is correct. But just yeah. everything in it, everything they used to promote the movie is just categorically false. And I think you're right with Air that they take a lot of, I believe, just through the movie. At the ending, you saw a lot of just the real life um, character, the real life this portrayals. Um, Sonny was in the movie. I think there's some screenshots of Sonny and Matt Damon in the same scene together. So <clears throat> I think this movie's probably more accurate. But I guess I'm wondering for like, I don't know, a sneakerhead and maybe... Um, a Jock Slade who might be familiar with this movie, you know, in terms of like the minutia of this whole deal being um, happening. I just wonder how he feels or just other people close to um, this film overall. Yeah, for sure. And and we'd have to do some research on that. Get exactly. Thoughts, or you yeah. guys that are sneakerheads, you know, get at us in the comments and let us know. I think, um, you know, certainly if, if this movie was labeled like a documentary, uh, then, you would want um, 
more more proof and and maybe um staying closer <laughs> to and and hopefully very close to in actuality what happened but because this is you know a, a release matt damon and ben affleck are in this movie <laughs> who are recognizable stars along with many others of course um i i think you know for uh semi-fiction semi-non-fiction movie it, it felt like it it was still grounded in reality to me. Like I, I didn't really have many movies, even with, you know, Viola Davis having these, these major parts. It wasn't something where I sat there and said like, ah, oh, come on. You know, it, it wasn't to that level that I was taken out of the movie. Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, just a couple of other things. And I want to ask you a question. Um, one, I thought the portrayal of how, um, irrelevant basketball shoes were well it was really um great in this movie because yeah. even with the other shoe companies it seemed like eh, yeah basketball stars wearing our shoes so what and now you know it's funny in, in the one scene where jordan is in like the converse and like the, the guy said it himself he's like you know you're gonna be like the, the fourth guy like we already have julius irving magic and bird like you're number four but that's still great and it's just yeah. like different how the portrayal is now where it's like you're an entity. Like you would never yeah. tell LaMelo Ball, like you're number five, like you're LaMelo yeah. Ball, like you're the, or Damian Lillard or Steph Curry, like wherever, whatever, you know, or Victor Wimbenyama or Zion Williamson. We never say, well, you're second behind LeBron. Like, get used to <laughs> yep. I know you're Zion. Like we're, we're selling your shoe or Kyrie Irving. Like you would, you would never tell them that. So I just thought it was very interesting how they didn't really care about basketball shoes and like the culture there and adidas just like how cool adidas was i thought that was really cool like with chris tucker who's saying hey i got an adidas a sweatsuit don't tell anybody like how we're yeah. we did. <laughs> like just the shoes those were cool back then in the 80s was run dmc so i just thought i liked that minutiae and i liked the and my girlfriend pointed this out the 80s like yeah just yep. the clothing just the era of the 80s this the Sports Illustrated covers, just the, the discussion between Matt Damon. We would go to 7 Eleven with that um, dude that was the clerk there, just, just talking yeah. basketball and how he's wrong about Michael Jordan. And he's like, changed his mind whilst Michael like <laughs> got into the league. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I believed in Michael always. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was really excellent overall. Um, yeah, I want to ask you a question. So, where do you put this within sports movies? It doesn't have that much mm. sports in it. Like other than That's like true. you know some VHS clips, um, there's not technically sports. There's not like you know like Rudy or Hoosiers or Blue Chips or any of those other movies. You know this is very much like business behind the scenes. Yeah. So wh do you where do you rank it in terms of your sports movie ranking? If you thought about it. Oh man, yeah, I haven't thought that much in depth about where I would put this, but you know, uh. I comparable movie that does have a little bit more sports action uh would be moneyball that's right that, great that movie. talks about like behind the scenes and yeah i, I love that book i love yeah. that movie excellent um yeah and i think this kind of of course this is more of a like sports business not sports team management side of things um so i I'd have to watch Moneyball again to to see if I would rank this above or below Moneyball. Yeah, um, I think in terms of entertainment value, this movie is a little bit more entertaining. 
some of that too is because of the nostalgia and the love for basketball that I have that you you mentioned with your last point, um, which which I totally agree with. Um, but this this movie would rank high for me. The other thing too is I do think this movie is rewatchable. I do think I will end up purchasing it and and watching it again. So me too. Um, so I, I would rank this, you know, pretty high. I don't know if it competes with things that have sports action, like Remember the Titans. Like that's for right. me, Glory Road is is a movie that I love. Um, so you know, maybe below those, but I'd, I'd want to watch Moneyball again and see if I put it makes, above makes or sense. below that, but makes definitely sense. it's, it's on my list of great sports movies. No doubt. Yeah. I feel you, you know, when you see like a Rudy or like you're saying a glory road, it's just like, that's the emotional heartstrings. You can't get that with sports business miracle too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. No. Excellent point. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, uh, did you have any other major points you wanted to bring up? Do you want to give overall ratings? <laughs> what do you want yeah, to do next year? For sure. Um, I guess ratings uh, at a nine out of ten, I give it like a nine point five. You know, if you know we have to go on a number scale, I don't. I'm trying to think if there's anything negative. I can't really think. It was really entertaining, short and sweet, really compelling, no filler, great acting performances. Uh, I was thinking maybe if you have to get super, like super nitpicky, maybe Marlon Wayne's role in his movie, like he had one scene. Mm. So, and he was, I thought he was going to be more of a role in his movie. He wasn't, but I mean, maybe that would have hurt the movie. He was in it more. Uh, I mean, that's really reaching <laughs> for things to really, uh, I guess, criticize this movie about, but I thought it was excellent. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I gave it nine out of 10. Um, yeah. I just wasn't adding any decimal points. I probably could give it a few more points too. I, I, uh, I love this movie. Um, it may not be one hundred percent perfect film. I don't think I would score almost any film ten out of ten right. with with how I rate movies. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the flow of things were good. Um, one of my notes was like that I wanted to see more of the players of that draft class. But when you look at how the movie was constructed and with what I said about appreciating the flow of it, it, it would have been too much to have more with Charles Barkley or John Stockton or other members of that draft class. So I think they handled things very well, very polished. So yeah, definitely nine out of 10 for me, which is, is must see <laughs> by my rankings. Uh, so yeah. highly recommend to everyone. Definitely thumbs up for me. No, totally agreed. I think just to come and think of it, I think another criticism of this movie, just trying to just put some context on it, is the importance of Michael. Like Matt Damon saw how he was a special player, and then other people were dismissive, but he had a lot of momentum, I believe. I'm trying to think. He played on the Olympic team before it got to the NBA. So... Mm-hmm. There is a lot of buzz around him. And I just, I think others were very dismissive of Michael. Yeah, almost and, like he wasn't a top five pick. Like yeah. He, he felt like he's like outside of the lottery or something. Yeah. With some which, of the ways they were talking. Agreed. Yeah. Which is not true. So right. I, I get it. 
you want to play portray him as the underdog role, but he wasn't that much of an underdog. Um, according to documentaries and just things that we've seen, I mean, he was still pretty much a strong pick. I mean, there was debates of why did you know Portland pass up you know Jordan? You know, that's the big thing. So, I think that might be a minor strike. But again, I might be reaching. I'm probably reaching with this those those criticisms, but still a fantastic movie. And again, even if you like hate sports, this, I think this is a must see movie. Yeah, and um, you know, I guess maybe another thing as as we think about it would be like involvement of Nike maybe some of the inner workings of Nike could have been fleshed out a little more but Agreed. but again I wouldn't want that so much that it it extends the runtime of the movie all that much more so I I'm reaching with that criticism there which again tells you <laughs> how much I like this movie yeah, and uh, again highly recommend yeah, exactly right. If you have any disagreements or questions, please email us at hoopsologypod at gmail.com. Also, leave us a comment on social media. We're on basically every social media channel you can think of. Just look for Hoopsology Pod. We'll be on there um, if you disagree with our review. Uh, you anything else, Matt, you wanted to talk about with this movie? No, man, I think that does it. It was awesome to go see this. In theaters, I uh, highly recommend you guys check it out as well while it's in theaters. Uh, get that '80s nostalgia in, if nothing else, <laughs> and enjoy uh, this this great film. Excellent. Uh, one thing for I think if you if you disagree with this, Matt, um, go right ahead. But I think for people that have kids, I would say maybe oh, yeah. the language is pretty strong in this movie. I would say no. Yeah, um, not a kids just, movie. It's a bummer, I think, because I don't think you're really it's you want to be authentic to the actual content. But at the same time, I'm sure when it comes out on TNT, I think that's a perfect time. They can just bleep it out. So uh, (laughs) maybe it comes on TV or something. Just watch it on there. But in theaters, I would say leave the kids at home. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Sign the fruit and deal. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yep. No, I, I would definitely agree. Not a kid's movie, but, yeah. but a good movie for grownups. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, so from Matt Thomas, I am Justin Goodrum. I hope you enjoyed this movie review, and we'll see you next time. Peace.